Stand with me this morning. We want to look at Psalm 103 this morning. Try not to keep you over two or three hours uh, this morning. It is good to see everyone here this morning. And so Psalms 103, and that just goes along with the songs that's been sung in the Sunday school lesson this morning. But it said blessed. Now what does that word blessed mean? What? Happy. So bless the Lord, O my soul, and all. Bless, happy, praise. So you can use that in different tactics. So I'm going to use this way. Praise the Lord, O my soul, and all. How much is all? That is within who? Me. This is private. This is individual. And all that is within me, bless or praise his holy name. Bless or praise the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his what? Benefits. Benefits. Heavenly Father, this morning once again as we stand behind this podium, Lord, I pray God that not I, not I, but you will be seen and heard this morning, Lord. The body don't feel good this morning, but God, I know when the anointing comes, it's going to raise me up. It's going to help me this morning because that's one of the benefits that I have in believing in you. One of the benefits is, is trusting you because you said you'd never let me down. You said you'd go with us all the way, no matter what we're going through this morning or tomorrow, the next day or the next year. We have that promise that you'll never leave us and you'll never forsake us this morning. We'll climb high many mountains and been on highs. We'll walk through dark valleys. But, God, we're still on our way this morning. And we thank you for that this morning, Lord. And we just ask, God, that you just bless this word, Lord, that proceedeth out of my mouth. Because, God, I know that it's not my word, but, God, I know it's your word this morning. And we're going to give you the praise for whatever said and whatever done this morning in the precious name of Jesus. And all God's people said amen. amen. Thank now, as I was looking at this and as I heard these songs this morning, as I heard the Sunday school lesson, and I seen people as they started coming in, Brother Dean, start piling in here this morning. And I just thought of the message that God had laid on my heart. And I want to thank Upon the thought this morning, have you forgotten or don't forget? And I seen as people begin to gather in, and I thought, now this is one of the benefits that we have in America today. That's one of the benefits that we have today, and that's going to God's house. And you know, sometimes we fail to remember what God has done for us. Yes, sir. Amen. Amen. Sometimes we forget the benefits that God has given us. Amen. I'm glad that one of the benefits this morning among many that he's given me is to come in them doors back there and not only come in here, just to say that I've been to church, but I got the benefits this morning and the okay to worship the Lord 
in spirit and in truth. I've got that benefit. If I want to shout, I will, well, I'll shout. Amen. And if God lays a shout on me, I'm not ashamed to let it go. I've, I've got the benefits of raising my hands and saying, praise the Lord or amen. So we have them benefits. We've got so many benefits of God as God's given us, but we don't use them, amen. We don't use them. We have so many opportunities today that we live in, amen, to, and God is wanting to bless his people, amen. How many believe that this morning? How many believe that God wants to bless his people? Well, it's hard to bless his people when his people don't do nothing to deserve the blessing. Now, do you think God, the benefits that God gave, let me tell you something, God, God died for us. He died for you and I, and He died for the world that we have got these benefits that we have got today to come to His house and to worship Him. Amen, Mark? Amen, you know, if He hadn't have done that, do you think we'd been here? If He hadn't done what He'd done for us on the cross, do you think uh, that we would be here today? He didn't, he didn't die for no reason. He died that His people may be set free from sin. Amen. Do you think, think about what he went through that we may have this opportunity to be in his house today? Did he have to come down from heaven? He didn't. Did he have to go through what he went through? He didn't have to do that. But he did it so we would benefit from it. Amen. You know, I think about it. I was sitting there just morning, and sometimes we forget who God is. We forget who His Son, Jesus Christ, is. And we only think about what we want. Amen? What we want and what God can do for us, not what we can do for God. But I found out no matter what you're going through, and I've been through some storms. <laughs> I've been on the highest of mountains, Brother Lloyd, and I've been in some of the lowest valleys. I've been down many times, uh, but the old psalm says, uh, I'll get down sometimes, uh, but I get up, hey man, and I'm still on my way, hey man. I'm still on my way this morning, as the old psalm says. Sometimes I'll get down but I'm still on my way. That's one of the benefits that we have, amen, and knowing the Word of God. And, and sometimes I've been down, and I'll tell you what, my faith has got just a little bit weak here and there. But then I remember some of the things I'm going through, Brother Mark, and I say, God, I, I, I just can't go through this. I can't go through much more of this. But then I hear the Lord. He said, I'm with you. I'm going to bring you through it. We forget the promises of God that God has promised us. Amen. He promised us. He said, I'll never leave you and I'll never forsake you. He said, but I'll go with you even until the end of the way. We may all get knocked down sometimes. Amen. We all go through the storms of life. There's not a one of us in here this morning that don't never go through the storm of life. And we get going through the storms of life we can do one or two things. We can stay in that storm, or, or, but we can look to the one who can bring us through the storm. Amen. Come on, brother. Yeah. 
What did the disciples do one time when they was on the ship? You remember the story? And the great storm come up. The wind was monstrous and the and old boat began to rock and shake and water began to come over the sides of it. Uh, and they remembered uh, somebody was in the back of that ship named called Jesus. Amen. And he went back and said, Lord, Lord, don't you care that we perish? What did Jesus do? They was in a storm. What kind of storm are you in this morning? What kind of storm are you in? And you this morning, we all have these storms. We all go through these storms. And sometimes, uh, I don't know where it's a proudness of heart or sometimes of unbelief, uh, we forget about the man that's in the boat. Hey, man. Lord, don't you care that we perish? Of course the Lord cared. Of course the Lord knew that storm. Sometimes I believe he sent that storm just to try their faith, amen. Sometimes God, when we get to forgetting about God, he'll send a storm our way uh, and just to see how we act on it uh, and see just if we're who we say we are and we've got as much faith as we see we've got and he'll let a storm come their way and it's depending upon you and I, church, this morning uh, how we react to the storm that we're going through uh, where we're going to depend upon somebody else to get them through them uh, or wives or husbands or children or whatever, the preacher, uh, instead of going to Jesus. But they went to Jesus and they said, Lord, care not that you, we perish. Of course Jesus cared that they perish. He wasn't going to let them perish. He's not going to let you children. He's not going to let you perish just because you're going through a storm. All he wants you to do is just come to him and say, God, I don't know why I'm going through this storm, but I know the outcome is going to be better. Amen. Amen. How many of you have been through a storm and struggled and struggled, but after you got through that storm and you look back and you realize it was Jesus that brought you through it? Sometimes we go through these storms, amen, and we don't, we, we say, well, Lord, why is this happening to me? Lord, I'm doing everything. Lord, I go to church every Sunday. Uh, uh, Lord, I go every Sunday night. Lord, I go every Wednesday. I go to revival. Lord, I go everywhere to church. Uh, Lord, I preach, I sing, I pray. Lord, why am I going through this storm? Sometimes we got to go through these storms, and every storm is going to get just a little rougher. So we'll start us out with some of the easier storms to see how we react, and then he'll send us through a little stronger and a little stronger, and hoping our faith. Uh, We'll get to the point, Brother Mark, uh, that it don't matter what comes or what goes, uh, our faith is going to bring us through it. Amen. Amen. Come on, brother. Oh, ye of little faith, Jesus said to them. Where is your faith? All you'd have had to done is just said, Lord, I don't know why we're in the storm. Uh, I know you've seen it, uh, and, but we're going to believe that you're going to calm it down. You ever go through a storm, through something in your life, your children or marriage or whatever it might be, and you just didn't think even God could help you in it? God don't like that kind of faith. He don't like that kind of faith. He'll let you stay into that storm sometimes to wait 
and wake you up that you can realize that you ain't going to do nothing about this storm you're in. You can't stop this storm, and only one can, and that name is Jesus. Jesus said to God, I didn't know that was going this way. He said, bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not his benefit. Man, I read that, and I've read that many times, and, and, and that just hit me this morning. I got to thinking, God, uh, what's happened to America today? And then I realized, when I read that, I realized uh, what not only happened to America, but what's happened to our churches today. We have forgotten what, who God is and who we are. And sometimes we want to do things. We think we can, we think we can run God's house be, better than God can run it. Amen? We think sometimes that we don't need God. And sometimes you go to churches and you look around and you get that sense, hey, God's not here. God's not here. You say, Ralph, what are you talking about? Have you ever been somewhere to church and you never feel the Spirit of God? Have you ever been to church somewhere or another and you just feel like that you'd like to testify or you'd like to raise your hand or you'd like to say, hey, man, or you'd like to just jump up and shout, and you couldn't even tell them move if it was so cold in there. Does anybody like them kind? That we need to take this and learn a lesson from it. That they got there, how did they get there? By getting what? Forgetting God and forgetting who God was. You know, sometimes churches are just like us as individuals. One time in my life, I thought I was hit. Ronnie sings that song. I can't even walk without holding his hand. I thought I was a mighty big man. I thought I didn't need nobody. My wife tried to tell me what to do, but she couldn't. My parents tried to talk to me, but I know more than they did. I know it all. Has anybody been there? How many munch old man has been there that thought they didn't need God? Oh, boy, a whole lot of them. But then one day something happened. Come on, brother. One day something happened. I've been in this storm a long, long time. See, God will let you do what you want to do. If that's what you want. Sometimes we better be careful what we ask for because sometimes we'll get God to give it to us knowing that we don't need it. But I'm going to tell you something. When the Holy Spirit starts coming and convicting your heart and your soul, does anybody know what I'm talking about, conviction? Sometimes I wonder if people even feel any conviction anymore that we're far away from God. When the Holy Spirit begins to talk to you and begins to get in here and work up here, I used to try to just push it out of my mind, push it out of my mind. Because I didn't want to do what I knew God would want me to do. And I shoved God out and shoved God out and shoved God out. But boy, I'm telling you what, I went through storm after storm after storm, and I finally got, I, as, old, as the old, words, uh, old saying is, Mark, I got to the bottom, I didn't just get to the bottom of the barrel, I got to four in sin, I was under the barrel. I'd always tried to sort of got out, but that's one time, I went through a long, long time, I was down there, I was stuck, uh, hey man, as old Jeremiah was, uh, I was stuck in the mud, in the well, hey man, I couldn't get out, I had to have help. And when I got to the point in my life that I realized that I couldn't help myself, nobody else could help me, uh, 
And you know what I done? I did just like them old boys in that ship. I knew where to find the Lord at, and I called upon him. And the way I treated him, if any of you had treated me the way that I treated Jesus, I would never speak to you again. <laughs> That's the truth. <laughs> when I wasn't saved, that is, I would now. But when I said, God, I need help. God, I need help. I can't go no further. I'm at the end of the road. And I looked up and I said, God, if there is a God in heaven, I said, God, please help me and I'll serve you the rest of my life. I said, God, forgive me of all my sins. Now, you're talking about a humble heart. I had a humble heart that day. Tears and snot, I believe, was running out my ears. I mean, I got down. God's got a way of humbling us down. But the sweetest words I ever heard, you're forgiven. I forgive you. Has anybody ever heard any sweeter words? I forgive you. God forgave me of all of my sins, and they were many. But sometimes I have trouble forgiving somebody else just a little bit of what they say about me or do about me. But I've learned that I'm not going to carry that burden all my life. I'm going to say, Lord, I forgive, and I'm going to go on. They can accept it or they can reject it. That's up to them. I know what I've got to do. Forget not all of his benefits. Look at verse 3. Here's one of the benefits. Who forgiveth all thine iniquities, you wrong and sin, and healeth all of thy diseases. Man, that covers a whole lot. What did he say? Who forgiveth all thy iniquities, all thy sins. Who else can do that? Who else can forgive you of all your sins except Jesus Christ? He can't. Nobody else can. We might forgive one another, but if every sin we sin against God, every sin is against God. He forgives us of our sins. Of all of our own. And listen on down here. It said, He redeemeth my life from destruction, who crowneth thee with loving kindness and tender mercies, who satisfieth thy mouth with good things, so that thy youth is renewed like an eagle. The Lord ex executeth righteousness and judgment for all that are oppressed. Hear what he said? He made his ways known unto Moses. His acts unto the children of Israel. The Lord is merciful and gracious, slow to anger, and plenteous in mercy. We ought to say hallelujah. We don't realize, we don't really truly realize who God is and who's God and how merciful God is to us. We just take things for granted. The Lord is merciful and gracious, slow to anger, and plenteous in mercy. When I read that, you slow to anger. When I read that, and I got to thinking about it in Easter, I know it was coming up, the crucifixion on it. And I got to sitting there, and I got going over in my mind. And I realized that we have no clue what a merciful God that we serve. We have no clue what a merciful God we serve. And I got to thinking when it said that. 
Now I got to thinking about how they came and got him out of the Garden of Gethsemane. How they took him into Pilate's hall. They had done judged the man, done convicted the man to death, so they didn't have to go through all of that. Why not just take him out and do it? But he sat there all night being punished, being punished. And he was going through that, not that he had done anything wrong, but you and I had. And he sat there, and they beat him. They plucked a hair from his beard from his face. They hit him over the head with a rod. They smacked him. They spit in his face. They made a homemade round a crown a thorn. You ever see a thorn? Put it on his head and mashed it down. And you know what happened? The blood began to run down his face and his body. And then he took him out in the outer court and he hitched him to a pole. They took a whip. And every time it had it hooks on it and they'd pull it, it would pull the flesh from his body. But did you know the Bible said it had been prophesied? The Bible had said not one bone of him will be broken. And the beating he went through with that whip, Every time of hooking around him and pulling it, you'd think he'd have pulled everything out. But not one, not one bone of him was broken. And then when they beat him so unmerciful, they put an old cross on his shoulder. And now, go up that hill. You've got to walk up Golgotha Hill. And you've got to bear that cross. He bared that cross for you and me, friend. For you and me. The Bible said that he was so weak that he would fall down after spending the night of beating that he went through for you and me. He would fall. And they got one by the name of Simeon to come and said, you help him. They thought he was going to die before he got to the top of the hill and they didn't want that. They wanted to do the full job on him. And they got him up there and laid that cross down. And then they laid him out on that cross on all fours. And he got a big old hammer and he got big old spikes. And they nailed it through his ribs and through his feet. The Bible said that old hammer ever lick they hit was that spike being nailed through Jesus' body. <laughs> One of them licks, I believe, was three or four boys. And when he got him nailed. laying there on that cross, bleeding, and slowly dying. They stood him up, carried him over and dropped him down in the hole. I believe the flesh ripped when that old pole hit the bottom. They laughed and made fun of him. So, oh, wouldn't you say yourself could save us? Let's just see you come down. You said if you were the son of God, let's just see you come down from here. Laughed, wagged their tails, their heads, like a dog wagging their tails. Looked at him right there, man. But he says he's a king of the Jews. Two old thieves was hanging by his side, one on one side, one on the other. They were seeing all this because they were in the same place he was at on this. The Bible said one of the thieves said, if you say who you, who you are, if you're who you say you are, you can get us down from here. Get us down from here and let's get out of here. 
the other and said, this man has done nothing to deserve what he's doing. But you and I have deserved it. My friend, you and I, what we really deserve is being on that same cross for our sin. He died for our sin, died in our place. And then we can't come to church and lift hands and praise him and say hallelujah. Shame on us, church. Shame on us. He said, Lord, remember me when I come into thy kingdom. Remember what Jesus said? He said, this day, not tomorrow, not next year. He said, this day you'll be with me in paradise. This day. Somebody say, I hear people say, well, you can't go to heaven unless you're baptized. You're not saved unless you're baptized. I don't believe they let Jesus down off my cross to take him to the river and baptize him to you. Baptism is just signifying that there's been a change in your life and you're going to follow Jesus. The Bible says an old Roman soldier standing there beside of him. He was slow dying. Like I said, he took out his sword and he walked over, looked up at Jesus on the cross. You'll die now. And shoved that old sword into his side. The blood and corruption and water ran from his side and down there. Can you imagine what a bloody mess he was, that crown of thorns on, that beating he had? And that wasn't enough. Now this sword pierced him in the side. Listen, church, just before he bowed his head, he looked at all the crowd standing around him, the one that had crucified him, the one that had done it, the one that put the spikes in his hand, and that old soldier standing there with a sword still there. He looked over the crowd just as I'm looking over you. He looked and said, Father, forgive them. They know not what they do. And the Bible said then, he bowed his head and said, hit his finish. (laughs) Hit his finish. The devil misunderstood him, mistaken him for what he meant. The Bible said he took him down, put him in that old tomb. But they didn't remember till after they had done all this what Jesus said. They put me in a tomb. They'll think that I'm gone. I am going to be for three days. I'm going to be gone for three days. But listen to me, fellas. He said, I got a little trip to make. Got a little trip to make. So he said, you watch in 30 days. He said, I'm coming out of that tomb. He said, first of all, I've got to go down to the pits of hell, and I've got to take the keys away from that devil. Amen. That is one, that is one of the great, uh, great benefits that we have today. Stay, stay. 
Satan cannot stop us from going to church. Satan cannot stop us from serving the Lord, amen. Satan cannot stop us from going out here with us. Satan cannot stop us from doing anything that we don't want to do, amen. amen. Satan has no, con- Satan has no th- nothing that he can do to us to stop us from serving the Lord, amen. He said it is finished. They thought, well, good riddance. We don't have to see him no more. Now we can run it like we want to run. But I got a feeling when they heard a little rap, somebody coming down the pits of hell, and old Satan looks up and all his demon spirits, said, I thought we'd done away with him. Who's that coming now? And he walked up to old Satan and said, Jesus, cut the cheese out of his hand. The next time these be you to be able to lock you up in the lake of fire and brimstone. Friend, he did everything for us. He still does everything from us. Let's quit taking him for granted. Let's go to church and let's worship the Lord and let's let's worship him and then go out and serve him and invite people. I said it and I feel still feel it. And I know when the time is right, there's revival coming on the way this morning.